Shark Child, and this is The Dark Verse, a collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. Now live the dark of heart, episode 50, episode 50 long. Live the dark of heart, episode 50, episode 50. Episode 50 is here. The grand milestone has been reached. Know these three very simple things. Thedarkverse.com, home of the Darkverse podcast and all of its episodes. Go there to download them all. Sharkchild.com, go there to find me throughout the web, including my Facebook and MySpace pages. And Sharkchildsremains.com, go there to purchase from the Passages of Revenants, the Darkverse Volume 1 hardcover book for only $25. You'll get it shipped free, and you'll get it signed. Now, let me ask you a question. If evil comes from good or innocence, can, theoretically, good be spawned from evil? This is episode 50 of The Dark Verse, and it is entitled, The Concomitant. I was an ancient navigator. My mission was to collect data from the universe and pass it on into the vibrations of existence. Stars, planets, moons, meteors, where there it would be embedded for the millions of years it would take until its presence reached an entity worthy enough to be susceptible to its slight but powerful influence. What I did, I did out of reason. Reason for understanding. What I learned... I learned to be a pollinator of evolution. My mission was endless. I carried it out from within a spherical ship that soared through the distances of space. This home and shell enslaved me to life. Just as my mission was endless, so was my life. I had been in the ship for so long that I could not recall even the most minuscule of memories preceding its launch or beginning. There was nothing I remembered except what I saw and felt. A round chamber of pinkish flesh surrounding me and fluctuating with the energy of propulsion. A chair that I sat upon made of the chamber's same flesh that connected to my body, channeling nutrients and extracting waste. A panel of controls, known and used by me to direct the ship to the boundaries of the universe, even onto its ends as they further created upon themselves. A portal of visibility, lining the center of the circumference of the chamber. And knowledge, the intricate map of space that I unwrapped and then wrote upon into the grains of matter where the chance of discovery may later be probable. After many eons of carrying out my mission, and as my age went on into uncountable time, and as the destitution of my solitude tremendously expanded, something new came to my knowledge. I discovered that I had access to gifts from uncertain givers that allowed me creative abilities. 
Like the memories I lacked of myself outside of the ship, I remember nothing of these abilities being shared with me. What I discovered was that I could change the ship's walls with my mind and touch, mold them into landscapes of the imagination. I made things from the residues of my dreams, strange fields and vast liquids, animated masses and inanimate mazes. Although I could never be within what I created, I was delighted to have an activity that brought about satisfaction. However, in time, even this respite's allure faded, for the most dreadful thorn of eternity remained, everlasting loneliness. I needed something with which to share experience and emotion. I needed something with which I could form a bond. Life without interaction is a void known by those things intelligible and not, and eternal and not, all the way down to the ends of every particle now, then, and the then before all things known and unknown. And because of this, I decided to shape a vessel of life capable of interactivity. It came to be as I passed the five cloister planets of the Zilligent Galaxy, my ship hummed and radiated brightly as it carried me in my uncontrollable desire for company. The three native stars of the galaxy burned their light deep into my ship. I shook anxiously upon my chair, eager to begin what I knew was within my ability. When I decided it was time, this being the first moment I ever recognized that time existed, I pressed my lonely fingers into the walls of my ship's single chamber and dug into them, clawing out two pieces of the flesh material there contained. It rubbed easily between my hands as I molded it together. In this moment, I began to form the exhilarating entity basking at the tip of my ageless imagination. When the shape and mind of my artwork was completed, I transferred, with great strain, life from myself into it, by pulling free a connection the ship had with me and giving it to the creation. The life then flowed from the ship's veins of oblivion-begotten age into the entity, giving it essence. When the creation first embraced life, it fed from the ship like a black hole devouring matter. It writhed in a slump of freshly birthed ecstasy, sucking and popping with thick sound. Then, suddenly, it was aware of itself. It looked at its every aspect, rolling about, testing its limitations and strengths. Shortly following, with disillusioned eyes, it turned its gaze to me and my connection with the ship. I sensed the emotion inside it almost at once. As soon as it had declared its judgment over its surroundings, it challenged me. It did not want me there, looking at it and taking from its resources. It was jealous. I could not fathom this outcome. Every calculation and every execution of craftsmanship had been perfect. I immediately turned my mind to the walls of the chamber. I manipulated them in such a way that included the creation, pulling it into their becoming, erasing it amongst the palette. The creation screamed momentarily, and then it was gone. I was, for the first time in my memories, 
saddened. I had given and I had taken away. For the first time as well, I had felt fear. When the loneliness again assailed me, it being even more assertive than before, I decided to try again my hands at creation. The second creation came to be as I orbited a behemoth star in search of new gaseous elements. The circling of my ship reminded me of the eternal curse upon me, and so I collected myself and reached out to the chamber's walls once more and pulled two pieces of the flesh substance from them. I rolled them together and made the being I desired to know. As before, I then severed a portion of the ship's connection with me and transferred it to the creation. Life immediately flowed into it. Again the creation was menacing. I had given it more complacency and control over its instincts, and still it became enriched with envy. It leapt at me and shouted at me with horrible intentions. I could not bear it, and so as with the creation before it, I dissipated it into the walls of the ship. It also screamed before vanishing from life. I was left exhausted and defeated. Feelings I never knew I could feel encapsulated me, and beyond this I felt less connected to the ship, less energized and less focused. Each part of me that was given to the creations was a sacrifice I would never gain back. It was after this second failure that the purpose around me began to grow meaningless. The universe, the ship, my work. If I could not create life, then what purpose did I have fulfilling a mission that would only bring me further from it? I knew I must try again, one last time. So, at that very moment, I reached again into the walls of the chamber with my hands and took two pieces of its elements. I placed them gently together, harnessing the full capacity of my ability and directing it upon the perfect image its insides as well as its outsides, that hovered in my mind. I put together the body, smooth and slender. I formed the arms, legs, hands and feet, flexible and dexterous. I detailed a brain, compassionate, thoughtful, curious, eager and loving. When it was completed, I placed it upon my chest. I reached through myself, grabbing a connection the ship made with me, and then pulled it back between the wound. This creation would not live apart from me, but rather through me. We would share everything, I decided. The universe, the ship, the work. Life flowed from me into the creation. I gave myself three scars. But the last was the deepest and gravest of all. My third creation was successful, but its mechanism was not. Its mechanism was me, and I was flawed, and so then also the creation was flawed. For I was not the Omega and the Almighty Father, the purveyor of finality. My third creation perished not by my hands, but by something more powerful than I. The ship. It was not the creations that were covetous, it was the ship. The ship had manipulated my creations, murdered their minds and pitted them against me. It was also the ship that had killed my third creation, 
my beautiful, perfect creation, when it found it had no effect over it except with death. The ship had such horrible wishes, and when I became aware of them, I felt the terrible difference between us, a fissure of light and darkness, a division of good and evil. But most sinister of all was that the ship had been with me all along. It had cradled me and comforted me. It had sustained me and taught me. I was the ship's companion. I was its creation. That concludes episode 50 of The Dark Verse. If you would, please leave The Dark Verse a rating on iTunes. You can either leave a review, write a little review, or just do the rating, which is just the stars. Pick your amount, hopefully it's high. It's hard to believe I'm only two stories away from having another completed volume of The Dark Verse for my book collection. Pretty exciting, isn't it? Like I mentioned in the last episode, I have a signing at Dark Delicacies in Burbank on September 20th at 4 p.m. Be there. Or don't. All stories on the dark verse are the sole property of Shark Child and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.